0: Hello! Welcome to the Author's Way podcast. My name is Jennifer Wright and I am your podcast host. Today I am here with Amy Lyle. Amy is a writer, a speaker, an all-around humorous, funny woman, and she is here to share with us. So one of the things that she has done with her book is she has found some really great methods for marketing her book. And that's what we're going to focus on today. Although I won't promise that we won't get no off. off
1: task. It's all right
0: off topic. So, Mm -hmm. um, so welcome, Amy. Thanks for inviting me. Thank Thank you guys for coming. This is so exciting to do a podcast with a live audience. Yes, this is awesome. Um, So for the audience, if if you've been tuning in, you know that we have done a few of these episodes here at the Buckhead Club. So we are at the Buckhead Club today in front of an audience. So you'll get to hear from some of them a little bit later when we have our Q&A portion of the event so tell us just tell us a little bit about you amy who um, uh, who is amy What kind of a, a book journey kind of a little bit yeah okay the
1: reason i'm from ohio it's known for um fighting and moonshine i'm from appalachia the so Rust belt and um some funny characters there but i wrote a screenplay And I was trying to get representation for a a screenplay. It is a female-centric comedy bridging the gap between uh, working moms and stay-at-home moms. And um, I wrote the book, and I I was so fortunate to have a mentor. And he's like, you're done. You need an entertainment attorney. I was like, great. I don't have one. And he said, I'll hook you with mine. So I have a sales background in staffing. I was in staffing for 15 years and ended up at one of the biggest staffing firms in the world as a corporate trainer. So I know the difference between a cold call and a warm call, right? For all of us that are in sales. So this was a warm call to me. We had been introduced uh, on email and we had a, so he, I call him at the time and he says, he picks up the phone, he's in Santa Monica and he says, um, hi, Amy, you're really funny. I don't care how funny you are. No one knows who who you are. You're a nobody. You don't know anyone. You don't have any money. I'm not going to represent you. Wow. and I took my breath away because I was like this is supposed to be a warm call <laughs> and um I was not ladylike in that moment and I apologize I said that makes me really fill in an expletive Sad. that's mm-hmm. what I said and he started laughing he said um I'm gonna give you some free advice you can't show up in Hollywood with no press you need to write a book or a blog and you need to get a lot of press so when People uh, look you up. You are associated with comedy. You're associated with humor. If you can rack up some awards, you need to get in the papers. And um, I said, what am I supposed to write about? I just spent you know, a year writing the screenplay. And he uh, replied with an expletive. He said, write what you, expletive no. And in that moment, I was like, I have, a, it starts with an F, that's the one. Said, <laughs> in both cases, I said, I have had a lot of failures and um, I ended up writing the Book of Failures, which started, it had over 100,000 words. And then I hired an editor and they chopped it down to uh, about four, hi, welcome. Um, About 47,000 words. And it. I really made it a job to get press for this book. I really approached it as a full-time job trying to get my name And, you know, anything and today we're going to talk about it kind of the Mm -hmm. highlights of that is the New York Times and the AJC and NPR and um, it it ended Mm -hmm. up being this journey of of doing press and ending up on a morning show for three years in Atlanta and then getting a hosting job and then it just and then getting a TED talk and um, it just it just led to speaking engagements and it, it just led to this interesting journey that I really do believe was driven by being good at pitching and being consistent mm-hmm. to pitch to, uh, you know, all kinds of different things. That's what we're
0: going to kind of talk about today, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's jump into it. Um, so you've got a book. You've written a book. Two books. Um, and so how did you take that book? And then say, okay, now I've got this bulk and now I'm going to use it for To To get press? Yeah. I started out um,
1: locally. So I live uh, just north of here in Cumming and there's a few publications. And um, again, I do have a sales background. So I think that was a little bit of an advantage as far as getting your message out really quickly. So, um, but I'm going to share with you today some tips about that. So when you're writing a pitch to someone, especially in an email, or if you call them, you really need to think of it as headlines. You know, when you look at something, you're really only getting a few seconds of their time. And so what could be a headline? And then a short paragraph and think about it in a way of what's in it for them. What It's not what's in it for you, it's what's in it for them. So kind of, do you know their audience? Um, For me, it was kind of like, Um, How do you approach failures, kind of a fail forward using failure, you know, turning failures into gold, you know, there are all these different ways that I could pitch to them. And um, I did invest in some professional photography because I had already to do the book cover. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you that paid off in spades. uh, The podcast can't really see it. But what happened was a lot of especially local people, they don't. It's cheaper for them if you give them professional photographs. And so when I would do the pitch, I'd put a couple funny pictures because minor books are humorous and it made it a little bit easier. I mean, even the AJC did not send out a photographer. They used six of my photographs in the article. Sorry, I don't have the real paper, but it had six pictures. So it it made it easy. The New York Times did send out a photographer, but everybody
0: else, it was just so easy for them to to do that so that was a investment I find it so not all photography is the same right too I do find it if you can find a really good photographer who is good at finding different kinds of photos as well because there's a lot of those out there that will do just the The standard headshot headshot. right and if you can really find someone who knows how to how to do press type photos or um I think they call them lifestyle well for me photos I was trying to do a cover
1: Mm. of a book yeah and so we did you know hundreds of pictures Mm -hmm. that were funny like one of them's you know me with a mannequin or you know the winds blowing my hair and the you know the scar's throwing off Mm -hmm. so just um You know, some of them are in in this magazine, you can see them, but that really did, that really did help. Of having some, but even if you just have a nice headshot, yes, they, they, if it's a magazine, they're going to say, Oh, this, I mean, all of you look very lovely. You're beautiful, you're attractive, you're dressed professionally. If I ran a magazine, I'd be like, Oh, yeah, I put these people in my magazine. But if they don't know what you look like, they're going to be like, I don't know. Yeah. So I would encourage you to include a picture (laughs) if you're doing a pitch. Yes. So, um, OK, so with the, with the pitches, I wanted to I wanted to break it up, Jennifer, in kind of three sections and all of it is kind of encompassing free press, because if you are now, if you're like a coach or you have a um, a financial planning business and you're writing a book because you're trying to drive people to that business, your your return on investment is different than mine, because I'm truly I pick up some speaking engagements and make some money off of that but the margins in books are very narrow. So I'm gonna really focus on free press um, and just know everything I'm sharing with you, you could hire somebody to do it for you, but it's very expensive. So I, I kind of divided it into three areas of free press, like traditional magazines, like we, we talked about and the pitches for that. And then the second uh, section I wanted to uh, talk about the impact of doing speaking engagement on your sales and buying author copies of your book, which are a fraction of what you would get. And so you're doubling your profit than what you would do from an Amazon or Barnes and Noble. So it's a great way um, to make money if you're trying to make money off your books. And then the third section is um, uh, speaking engagements.
0: Did I say speaking engagements?
1: Oh, social media. The third section is social media and how to really come up with, nobody wants to follow someone that's buy my book, buy my book. But with a little bit of planning, you could come up with some fun stuff and I'll I'll share some ideas what I did. And even if I'm not in your genre, you're like, I bet you could think about your genre and what you would do for a plan that people look forward to your posts and they're not just buy my book posts.
0: I love it. I love it. And, you know, I, I am one of those people that sort of scroll past the ones who's like, oh, okay, I've heard it. I've, I've heard <laughs> that before. But I love the fact that you're, helping you're finding different ways to get the information out there where it's not just yeah yeah go out and buy the book yeah buy the book buy yeah. the book buy the, book,
1: buy the book. yeah okay so pr- a traditional press we talked about that a little, little bit do a pitch and also have some photography but i also wanted to throw out has everybody heard of chat gpt
0: yeah.
1: oh that is going to be such a huge thing for you because you can put in yeah. chat gpt i need a subject line that's engaging or funny and then, you know, for me, I need a I need a funny subject line. I'm pitching to a magazine about a book about failures, and it might generate ten ideas. Mm-hmm. Will you use that idea exactly? Probably not. But will your brain take something and piece something together? Probably. It's like a free brainstorming friend that you have all times. Um, you also can do. Um, I need ten ideas for social media posts around uh, a book about failures. I it's just it's just unlimited of what you can do. And if you have an idea, I suggest that you also cut and paste your paragraph, stick it in chat GPT. It's it's a website that's free. You just sign up, put your email in there and put your paragraph in there and hit, you know, rewrite and hit generate and see what else it comes up with. Um, Anna, for you, it's really would pay off if you're trying to do a TED talk and you want your paragraph to sound more academic. That's chat GP as a comedian, that's not my forte. so mm-hmm. that's a useful tool to make it kind of beef it up for academic people, CEOs are reading that. Um, okay, also I wanted to give you guys. so when it's a when it's a paper, it's like you're reaching out to a to a publisher. It's as simple as that. They normally have their emails right in there or you can find them online mm-hmm. or you can even approach them on LinkedIn or through social media. And even something like that, you want to keep it super short, right? Just a headline and maybe your picture. And, you know, may I send you kind of like, what's the next step? May I send you more information about this? Or, you know, always have something like, I think your audience would enjoy that. I think your readers would like this, or this is a hot topic. Or maybe for you, it'd be a statistics. Maybe you're doing health Mm -hmm. or money. So something like that. And then, um, and then I wanted to share with you. Anyone that's trying to get press, a couple um, things that are free, free that you can do. Um, Voyage is one. Has anyone ever seen Voyage magazine? It's free and it's all digital. And the cool thing about Voyage is, if you approach them, they'll they'll send you a list of a hundred um, subjects to, uh, that you could apply right. to. And then the good thing about them is if you get in once and then they send you maybe 30 questions and maybe they pick 10 right as far as the article. But if you get in there once, what happens is about once a quarter they invite you again. So it's a nice, oh, nice. you might spend a lot of effort to do it the first time, but then you could get in. And then another one I was trying to find another one Jennifer.
0: Um there's another one that I did um earlier in the year called Canvas Rebel. I've seen that. Similar to Voyage. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there's a couple. Medium, yep. medium, medium is a authority, great source. authority magazine. Also mm-hmm. digital, same exact process. You send in, they have a bunch of topics, subject lines, they're looking for mm-hmm. experts, and um, it's free. And do they get a huge distribution? I have no idea. Uh, it's perceptions,
0: reality. I put that sucker right on social media. It's content for social media. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, Another one is, has anyone heard of help a reporter out? Haro. If you go help a reporter out online, um, they send you an email twice a day with journalists from, I mean, this is how I got the New York Times shout out is I applied to a request and... I know this is weird. It didn't have anything to do with with the book. It said, um, has COVID caused a delay in your vacation plans? And I put, I've been trying to go my 10 year anniversary vacation to Rome for three years now. And that's, but they let me put Amy Lyle, author of the, you know, the book of failures. And they actually used a quote from the book as a closer. And it, it was actually, it was actually two pages. This is the second page. And then because it's in New York, so my book sales, oh my goodness, went up. But anyway, Haro comes out and it has, it might have, I think I have a picture of it for you guys. It has, um, there may be 20 requests. There may be um, 50. So you just go to, you just sign up for it and then I'll have it by like business and there's health, there's a celebrity, there's all kinds of different things. And the fact is maybe you write a few pitches that you have in Google and you cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste. You know, if you have a great pitch, you just use it again and again, and maybe, you know, customize it a little bit to whatever they're wanting. So that is a great free one
0: as well. Um, podcasts. Ah, podcasts. Uh, I love podcasts. <laughs> I'm a little biased, but you love podcasts, Yeah.
1: Podcasts. Um, are, are unique because it's something that is evergreen. It it, it just, it stays out there forever right. versus a magazine. It comes out, it sits around your house for a week. You throw it away versus a podcast is there forever. That's good and bad, right, Jennifer? <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So a great way, Um, a lot of them are free. Again, you could pay Alex Strahy. I can give you his information. You can pay him $1,200 to book you for podcasts that fit your genre. Um, or you could just search on Facebook podcast guest. And one of my favorite is um, mm-hmm. expert podcast guest. It looks like this. And they send you an email twice a day. And it, it, you are either looking to be a guest so you can you know, promote yourself or you're looking to get a guest like Jennifer is a podcaster. She might post on there. So they have a Facebook page where you could post your book and you could put, Hey, again, headline, you need a headline to catch them. This is what I'm going to be talking about. This is what I'd like to talk about. I'm an expert in this. And um, the interesting thing also about podcasts, if if you do a, a good job and you're fun and show up on time and all that stuff, they'll call you again in a year. They'll reach out to you again and say, Hey, what's going on now? You want to come on again? So it's a great free thing. And again, what are you going to do with that recording? You put it on social media. You're going to put it on social media.
0: <laughs> well, and the other thing is, depending on what they provide you, um, you know, sometimes they'll provide. So like I do my podcast, I do video. So I'll provide my my podcast guests the entire video if they want it right um and you know snippets so you can actually take the content and cut it up and create tons of content out of one podcast episode so mm-hmm. there's a lot you can get quotes you can get I mean there's lots of ways to use that content um yeah. so it's it's it's, a, it's very valuable it's very valuable um, and there are lots of podcasts out there on almost every topic you can possibly think of
1: Yes. The niches are in the riches. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if you go to this, I mean, what if it's a podcast and then we have 500 followers? Does it really matter at this right. point? It doesn't because it's kind of like you're getting some exposure. You're helping them out by posting it and they're helping you out by posting it. So I, I do them even if they're small. I don't care. Right. Right. They're free. Um. Okay. So next, um,
0: did anyone did have any questions about that or I was going to move on to speaking engagements. I mean, we're, I'm happy to open it up to questions right now, or we can wait until, um, the end. The end. Okay. Yeah. Anyone, Anyone have a feeling <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just keep talking. Yeah. Okay. Just keep going. Um, the next speaking engagements, I accidentally fell into a lot of stuff when I was promoting my book. Um, the first person that reached out to me was a a real estate group, and uh, it was actually during COVID. And they just said, mm-hmm. um, I guess it was my super very very first event. But it was a, it was a big paycheck event, and they said, um, everyone's so beat down, and the market's so crazy. We want to have a luncheon for our agents, and we just want you to lift them up, mm-hmm. and we just want to have you tell them that times are tough, and can they see the humor in it? And, you know, that kind of stuff. So it was kind of like a combination of a, a book reading and, you know, kind of like a rah-rah TED talk. And um, so I did that one. And then I started getting invited by other real estate groups. Uh, it was like 500 real estate agents. Um, so that worked out. And then I actually did a presentation here for one of the big financial planners and he had a Galentine's Day. For ladies and if you're a financial planner it's really hard to get new people in the door so he totally used me as bait I, I don't, don't care because he paid me <laughs> and um it was super fun he had a little lunch and then mimosas and you know I did the same thing I did like a little book reading and it was just a fun event to thank his clients and he wanted the clients to bring a guest and I was there for an hour and you know it was that's how I got started in speaking engagements. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, speaking is the same with anything else. You need a pitch. So who does that? Every country club in this town has a women's group. They hire speakers. They sometimes have book clubs and they'll pay authors to come, but they also just have events and you have to have a speech, but you also may have a book. And most of them, you get paid, maybe not a lot, but like $200, $500. 200 dollars dollars And if you're a writer, they let you sell books and you get to meet, you know, mingle and get some connections. So it's that's really fun. Um all right, what else was I gonna ask? Oh, the speaking against also, you might want to um for me, I did it for free. I traded like someone, and I, I again I live in Forsyth. They said, Will you host an event? They have the best of Forsyth. Um the, the library has a really fun the buzz before you be the bee you drink and then spell things. It's like an adult spelling bee, and you know we raise money, and all the money goes to the uh, the library or literary program. And I would I would trade the best of Forsyth, which is a giant vent with uh, fifteen hundred people, um, that's put on by the newspaper. And so I would trade them uh, an ad, like a feature. I would trade them if you put me in your magazine. I will do your event because if you had to pay for this it's $500 at least. And so um, this one, this one, they did this one, which was for um, the best of Forsyth. And I just, I just traded. So there's, you know, things like that, that you can, you know, reach out to um, local events and see who's yeah. MCing them. How do they select an emcee? Um, does that
0: make sense? Do you find that having the book to promote helps in in getting the events? I mean, when you when you reach out to them, I mean, does is that something that you use um, um, to to do to help get through the door? I initially reached out to them
1: in a pitch, like, can I get any press for the li- initial book launch? I'm not saying that this is a good idea for a book launch. I'm saying it kicked off some exciting things for me. I had a book launch and I made the mistake of not understanding that you can't make money in books. And I had a wedding type book launch with 333 women and it was free (laughs) booze. And we had all these speakers, women over 40 that had changed their life or changed their jobs. And we had a DJ and um, leading up to that Jennifer, I, I was doing this for just sheer, to promote the book launch, to have people come. I would have different people. I would ask them for like a donation. Like my neighbor's a builder. He had 300 of these light up cups left over from a party. They didn't even have a logo on them. He's like, Amy, you want these cups? And I said, yes, I want those <laughs> cups. And, he, and I said, let's do a video and talk about you donating the cups, and so um, his his name is Mark, and he has a um, roof company. So the next thing you know, I'm on the top of a roof. <laughs> his wife is filming us, and uh, and he he was so serious. He was he was not a person that wanted to be in front of the camera. He was very serious, like you get rain, mold, holes, rodents. You know, and he was so <laughs> serious, serious about his about the roof and how if you have these problems, you need to call a roofer. And then there was me, and I'm like. I go to the Fields Country Club on this date and top of the bottom night you're going to get a letter. and um, I mean, it was just like, it didn't really go together, and then, um, and so you're not going to believe this, so then I had a painting company, and and they're like, I'm not making this up, they go, how much does it cost to get one of those commercials that you're doing? That's awesome, and I was like commercials, and so <laughs> so they had one, and I um it was for my friend Sharon because she had a paint company. So I go and it's um these super super nice Hispanic gentlemen, and I they gave like a big bucket, maybe you got like a free color console, and you get two hundred dollars off, or you know whatever, and you know it was cute. They had cute a bucket of stuff, and um so so I'm doing the pitch, and I'm like come to the club and you know whatever bring a friend there be free cheese and prosecco and going on <laughs> and then I'm like and then Sharon um talks to these gentlemen I mean we we planned it but talks to these gentlemen and they're like speaking in Spanish and Sharon goes um oh they're just saying they're so excited and this is such a great idea and <laughs> they know who you are and I was like fantastic and I turn around look at the camera and they're all like you know what I mean? <laughs> so it was like um you know i went to waxing the city oh, and they gave everybody that came to the book club the book launch they gave them a free eyebrow wax wow. and so i pretended awesome. i was getting my bikini area waxed and so i was like hey welcome to what you know waxing the city so anyway i'm saying that's going to work for your book launch i just <laughs> want you to, i just want you to know that i went crazy with the book launch and what happened, we also, every single person, 333 people brought a bag, like, you know, when you go to a hotel and you get all those um, mm-hmm. shampoo and soap you never use, yeah. we asked people to, it was like a truckload, bring those and we gave them to the place of Versailles mm-hmm. that helps. Um, you know, that's. I don't know if you know anything about this. I used to work for a nonprofit um, food stamps do not pay for that toothpaste or shampoo mm-hmm. or anything right. like that. So it was a a great thing. And I think because I tied that together, Mm -hmm. when I reached out to the press, they said, well, come. So that's what kicked it off. That's a long story to share that with you. But that's what happened is I wanted to get press for the launch. And then then I started a relationship with the local press. Right.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) No, I mean, you know, it's really whatever you can do. To get in front of, to get in front of the audience that you're trying to get in front of, yeah, you know, and you know, you just have to ask sometimes. I mean, they can say no, but then what if they say yes? You're not. Okay. It makes, it
1: sounds like I'm doing all these fun things. You're talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pitches and never hearing back from a lot of them, but then hearing back from maybe 2%. Yeah. And that's, that's the way it is. Um, Anna and I were talking earlier, a great speaking engagement. I call it the super bowl of speaking engagements is a Ted talk. Mm-hmm. So I applied to 80 Ted talks, all rejections. And then I finally got a Ted talk in Boston and mine was called funny, finding the funny and the crummy. And um, then COVID hit, but so I couldn't go to the live event, but Jamie, let me use the punchline. To film the TED Talk. And then um, it didn't go as I thought because they were behind two years on posting Um, the TED Talks on their site. So when you do a TED Talk, what you want is a big live audience and you want their mailing list and you want their social media where they're pushing out like Chicago, New York, you'll get emails from them to push it out. And they didn't do that. So it was kind of like a wah, wah, But it still is a feather in your cap to get a TED Talk. And once you get one, you can get another one. Yeah. And it also ups your uh, speaking price. I right, It's all tell that. Absolutely. Now, if you get a TED Talk, you can get a raise in your speaking fees. Absolutely. And what are you going to do with the TED Talk? Where are you going to put it?
0: Media. You're going to put it on your social
1: media. media. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so the last part I want to share is social media. How many people would hate social media? I know. I've seen, I have a very mixed relationship with social media. So the whole point of social media is to be able to start a conversation with someone or to have something that they look forward to. So I'll give you um, the examples that I did. So with the book of failures, I did a Friday fail. So every Friday, I did a Friday fail. And some of them were like from the book or some of them was just like, one time I put, I burnt dinner and it wasn't like I burnt dinner in the oven. It's like, I put the box of pasta too close to the gas and the box caught on fire. so I took a picture of my husband's like, you're going to take a picture of that burning box before you put out the fire. I'm like, this is for social media. So, um, <laughs> it's very important. so my Friday fail was I burnt dinner and you know, I had a picture of the, maybe even a video. I can't remember of a burning box and put that on there. And then I'd say, how was your week? And people came back sometimes there'd be 300 replies Uh of their week and how they had come out of a meeting and found out their underwear is tucked in their skirt or, you know, whatever. So every week I did that. And there were so many funny stories. I started reaching out to people and I said, can I have the story? Can I change this story? Can I not give you any money for the story (laughs) to put in a book? And can I use your name or not? So, um, that's where the, the, the um we're all a mess it's okay came from so anyway that was a people looked forward because it wasn't buy my book buy my book it was just a gentle reminder i did always put the book link at the bottom it was just every friday it was a little teaser um for the book we're all a mess it's okay for that book my girlfriend becky who is my neighbor and pr um she had seen an alpaca visiting hospitals. I know this is a very rare I love the
0: alpaca. Yeah,
1: she Mm -hmm. saw that and she said, out of the blue, why don't you get an alpaca for the photo shoot for your book cover? And I was like, that's a great idea. So um, an alpaca is harder to get than you think. and, And they're very pricey, but there was an alpaca headed from North Georgia to a Marvel film. And they said for- $5,000, $5,000, we will stop by for one hour. And I said, how about $500 and you come for 10 minutes? And they go, okay. So uh, they brought two alpacas and they came. And so it's on the front of the book and the back of the book. And I know that sounds very crazy, but if you're a comedian and you're doing a humor book, it added a lot of element of fun yeah. for the people that were there. And imagine how many pictures they took on that set and how excited they were to share that and to share the book. And you have this great story. I have this great story. So this alpaca, a kicker and a biter, just wanna let you know. <laughs> but um, so then Becky said, we had some great close-up shots from the photographer. Mm-hmm. of She took, it's a free app where she took um, a voiceover, a friend of mine it does voiceover work, he made 30 recordings and it looked like the alpaca that we used. it looked like it was talking. And so, again, I never had to say buy the book, buy the book, buy the book. Every week I would post something like for Christmas, he's saying fleas on a dog, which is supposed to be Feliz Navidad. But um, and then every time he would say a funny, he'd do a funny snippet about the book, you know, one little chapter he might say. And then at the end, he'd always say, I love you. I love you so much. And he had like a Peruvian accent. And I started getting alpaca pajamas. People would see (laughs) alpaca socks and journals with alpacas. Like it was a really good marketing campaign that cost me. I think uh, the Chris cost like $250 to do 20 voiceovers. And, you know, of course the alpaca costs a lot, but it really paid off. So if you could do something kind of, I know that sounds so weird, but it maybe, worked.
0: Maybe life-size things the
1: No, people started, we had a live animal, a live animal at the photo shoot with a handler. Okay. Okay. And then we took the photographs of it and somebody turned that in to like okay. social media posts mm-hmm. where they'd say different things. Um, and so, but people that had read the book like in my neighborhood, started showing up, giving me llama stuff. <laughs> and so they so really started, they'd send me pictures. They're in TJ Maxx. There's a bunch of llamas. So it was like, it was interesting. They associated me with that. I know that
0: sounds crazy, but it worked. But it, it was something that was unique. Yes. And people, it was... People associated you with that, so when they would see something, like that it would trigger them like, "Oh, Amy did this thing with the alpaca." I'm going. So anything, you know, I think anything that you can do to really make yourself stand out, and yes. if that's what that did. And writing a book, it was a collaborative book, as I said. I asked those people for that.
1: You, ha- I have, um, I don't know how many stories in there. 150 stories from 100 different people. 150 different people. Guess what the 150 people did when that book got published hosted it. You're talking about hundreds, millions of impressions. If you, you know, are an Amazon person, millions of impressions,
0: 150 people, each, some of them had 5,000 followers. You know, I've really been encouraging a lot of, a lot of people I talk to who want to write a book. Number one, if you share other people's stories, you don't have to write all the content yourself. Right. You can find, and plus now you've got all of these people who are like, oh, Excited. look, I got I got in a book. Yeah, you, know, you need to buy it. So, I mean, there's tons of benefit to, and you know, there's a lot of people who get really nervous about writing the book because they're like, oh, how am I going to come up with all of this by myself? You don't have to. You can You, collaborate. Can, you can collaborate with other people and I um, you don't have to, but but it's it's another method. I'm throwing a lot yeah. at you, but- the best books are series
1: yes. because if you buy one and you mm-hmm. love it, you buy the other ones. And so it takes your marketing cost down exponentially. Right. If you yeah. have more than one book, because if they like one, they usually like the other. Um I did a lot of like giveaways to get reviews. Reviews are really, really important when you write a book on yeah. Amazon. Mm-hmm. And so I would do that. I would go on and be like, Hey, you know, we're going to, if you do a review and put your name in the hat, you know, once a week for several weeks. And, um, I think I have like five or 600 reviews, which is a lot for an independent book. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, what else? Oh, another thing you can do is if your book, like my book is always a lot of times next to, in the humor section or memoirs, it's next to Amy Poehler, or it's next to Trevor Noah, or it's next to Kevin Hart, or it's next to Tina Fey, or Jenny Lawson, or Jen Mann. And so I capture that screenshot and- that's something that I like to share. I mean, it's really exciting. It's kind of like if you like Amy Poehler or sometimes it's a whole line, you can capture, you know, six or eight. It's like, hey, if you like these people, this is the kind of book that you're going to like. And so that's a powerful thing too, if you, yeah. uh, if your book is uh, selling well and it shows up next to those. And sometimes yeah. it even recommends, it'll say, oh, if you buy Amy Poehler's
0: book, you should buy Amy Lyle's book. Yeah, which is very exciting. Yes, mm-hmm. Yes. What else, Jennifer? So you wanna see if anyone has any questions? Yes. All right. Hope this was helpful. What questions do, do you have? I know I have learned. Oh, here's a the picture. Look. Oh, there you go. That's awesome. for minutes?
1: <laughs> no, they only charged me for 10 minutes, but he was there a good forty-five minutes. He was having a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like it, yeah, good. Yeah. And she, yeah. for the book cover, the handler is laying on the floor behind the sofa, <laughs> you know, holding that animal because it was it was look it was a nice alpaca, but it was a little wild. Oh, also, if you um, we could have a whole nother day talking about Amazon and advertising on Amazon, and if you, mm book launches and have your friends buy the book at the same time, because Amazon is an algorithm that runs every two hours Mm -hmm. and you want to capture a bestseller. If you have a bestseller, Amazon starts doing some stuff for you for free. But, um, I never applied to like be a Goodreads, you know, top humor or uh, when one time I got picked up by humor.com, you know, writer of the month or, um, you know, different things like that. Of course I'm going to, what am I going to do with this? Where am I going to put it?
0: Social
1: media, yeah, exactly. So it just and also there's so many. There's four four million books, seven million books on Amazon. Yeah. So if you're you know if you're an independent writer and you're on Twitter and you you can show the screenshot that your book is a bestseller next to Trevor Noah or your book's a bestseller and a pick of Goodreads, it just gives you a
0: little bit of credibility. So I have a question for you. You you've brought up social media several times is do you find one platform works better for you than some of the others
1: you know i don't know the answer to that because there's no way i can tell if someone clicks on that link from twitter Ah, or linkedin or facebook i don't really know what i think i have the most luck um with speaking engagements with um i'm sure atlanta has this or john's creek or Sandy Springs or wherever you live. Again, I live in Cumming. So there's a lot of Forsyth County Facebook groups Mm -hmm. and some of them are like Forsyth local. And it's, you you can never, you could never publish a a buy my book, but you could publish a thank you, Jennifer for having me as a guest. Or you could, you know, if you're doing a book signing at Barnes and Noble, you could say, thank you, Barnes and Noble for having me as a guest Uh, Sometimes I put on there uh, an actual cut and paste list. I'm like, hey, for Christmas, um, make sure you remember your local authors. And here are some in Forsyth County. Or I'll I'll put, you know, invite them to your book clubs, even if you have to zoom in. Yeah. So um, that's been, I think, for speaking engagements, Facebook groups have
0: been really good. Okay. That's a good tip. Yeah, that's a good tip. What are the questions? Any other questions for Amy? really good information
1: about yeah. kicking your book off or book launching anything
0: what's your process for writing process
1: yes um i was a competitive swimmer as a kid i mean until 5 to college and you know that every day having to do something that's kind of in my blood the discipline and so i really would write every single day, and um, there were moments when I would be obsessed, and I'd write, you know, hours and hours in a row, and then Mm -hmm. um, I'd get up in the middle of the night and at least jot down part of the story, but I did write every single day, even if it was for a couple hours, and even if it ended up getting thrown out, I think just the discipline of sitting down is really important. How did you decide upon your
0: title, the name of your title? How did you decide upon your title? That's
1: a good question. You know, I had a little, um, this is a recommendation too, like when you write a book, uh, start maybe a group. Um, I started uh, a Forsyth Writers group in my area because I, I wanted to read stories and I wanted to pitch. And now we mm-hmm. have a hundred members, you know, only like eight show up for a meeting, but we all share and read. And so I started that before I finished the book <clears throat> and I would just pitch.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I thought- you know, I, I just I wanted the feedback, especially from other women, mm-hmm. so that's what I did. Um, and I I do have a girlfriend that's a PR person, so I ran them I ran it by her ah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> it always sell use your friends. Yeah, if and you know people. To do yeah, the second book, you know, you got to do the book of failures too. And I was like, I just kind of didn't feel that in my heart, yeah. and so I really felt strongly about we're all a mess. It's okay, especially what was going on in the world and the message that I was trying to. Send out, and in it are a lot of failures, you know, uh, funny failures from people. But the message was really, you're okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. And it's about being vulnerable and how perfection is uh, a repellent, but t- sharing a little bit of yourself draws people to you, especially in a humorous way, right? That's mm-hmm. what it's about, right?
0: That's great. All right, what yeah, what's the time we had
1: the first one was published in 2017. And then the second one was published in
0: 2019. Okay. So you, you started the second one pretty quickly after the, after the first one. Oh yeah. I'm going to give you guys two resources.
1: One is a gentleman named Dave Chesson. Dave Chesson has an amazing blog. He also has um, a podcast and he has an amazing tool. If you ever publish a book He's an amazing tool that will help you find your keywords when you advertise on Amazon, but that's a whole other story. But he does marketing and best practices and all this stuff. So Dave Chesson is one. And then another person that's really great for publishing is Laura Peterson. And she also has a blog um, and a podcast. And her um, site is called Copy That Pops. And of oh, course, Jennifer, nice. this is what her podcast is about. If you haven't listened to her other episodes, you have to because she takes a little slice of publishing mm-hmm. and really breaks it breaks it down. So those are three resources that would really help you, not with just writing the book, but also the, the marketing side or right. navigating Amazon, which is a beast, but it is going to be the number one place where you sell uh, books. Yeah,
0: it really is. And what's interesting with Amazon is they're constantly improving the process so the first book i published or helped to publish almost 10 years ago now the process has changed significantly but it's better it's i mean and and the qualities of the book the books um that amazon produces are good they're good i mean i would put them against any publisher? Yeah, people ask me about mm-hmm. um, going with a, a
1: publisher or a self-publisher, and I would recommend you do a hybrid. You mm-hmm. can hire someone to help you with your graphics or fun or editing, you know, a company to do that. Um, but as far as actually who owns the ownership or the pu- who is the publisher of the book, I would highly recommend Amazon, because if you publish your book through, it used to be create space, but now it's through mm-hmm. Kindle. If you publish it through there, you're eligible for your ebook. By the way, if you work with someone, they'll have to write the book in an eMap ebook format. That's not hard, but it's just like a computer program that you put it in. The ebook is going to outsell your paperback immensely. And if you're exclusive with Amazon they will give you royalties because on Amazon, I don't know if you know this, you pay $10 a month or $15 a month and you get unlimited Kindle reads. Mm-hmm. So, as an author, you're like, wait a minute, how am I going to get paid on that? So, if you give your ebook to Amazon exclusively, they pay you on page, page reads. So, it's like, I know it doesn't sound like very much because it's not. It adds like, up. Yeah, it, it adds up. It's mm-hmm. like for every thousand pages, they give you four or five bucks or something. Yeah. So, there's lots of benefits of being loyal to Amazon. Which drives publishers crazy. But otherwise, what's going to happen is you're going to publish your book, they're physically going to publish it, you're going to pay for it, and now you're shipping it to Mm -hmm. Amazon. You're literally shipping it, versus if you go through them, it's print on demand. There's, it's, Mm -hmm. there's, they just, when you sell a book, they're charging you that.
0: What did you think about hybrid? You're saying, between self publishing and Amazon Yeah
1: like Amazon has a publishing arm you upload your manuscript you upload the front cover and the back cover and the side and you hit publish and it publishes your book but getting to that process it's you know very specific on your you know you have to have a graphic designer probably do your covers and stuff or just the layout of the book and your chapters you probably so there's a there's a place in alpharetta that i always recommend called book logics and they are kind of like a one-stop shopping but i i just recommend instead of having them like (laughs) literally physically publish your books don't do that have them take you all the way to the finish line Mm -hmm. and then they upload it to amazon and then you own that you can you know manage your ads. You can, you know, watch over that versus that's not, they're not in the Amazon business, so they don't really
0: understand that
1: business very well, but that is where you're going to sell most of your books. Yeah.
0: The biggest difference between that and a traditional publisher is, um, you maintain the rights, you maintain all the control. Um, they just help you get through the process.
1: Yeah. And if you wanted to go to a traditional publisher, (laughs) they could probably even help you with, uh, Oh my goodness, it escapes me. You know, you're that's a whole different thing when you're pitching mm-hmm. to random house. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Typically with a traditional publisher, you have to have an agent. Yeah.
1: Or oh, if you have 10 million followers, something <laughs> well
0: <laughs> there's that. Yeah. What with the that you did all of this? Oh, okay, wow. good
1: question. Okay, so in a nutshell, thank you for <clears> asking. <throat> uh, it's been a very painful, lots of tears, but, um, so the screenplay, after I started doing this, that, um, attorney who gave me very good advice, Mm -hmm. right. Uh, you know, to, to write a book and get press represented me. And so he he represents me now. So, um, I was able to get a movie producer that used to work for a subsidiary of Steven Spielberg, but then she really wanted to be, she's like a script doctor and she really wanted to do independent film. And she'd done a lot of independent film. So I got picked up by her and we're sitting at Revelation Coffee Shop in downtown Atlanta. I, I have a picture of it. I had these gentlemen I go take a picture, I just sign a movie deal. I want to remember this moment and friend of the sign. And um and she said, so we had that meeting and then the next meeting we had, she was casting. She'd work with all these people and she's what do you think about this person? I was so excited. I couldn't even stand it. And then she paused and she said, I hope this reproductive legislation that's going on in Georgia does not mess up our <clears throat> Hollywood money. Our money came from Hollywood. I said, it won't. <laughs> it did. The next day, Alyssa Milano uh, went crazy on Twitter, hashtag boycott Georgia film. And guess what? It did not affect Marvel. That is Marvel. That's film there. It did not affect any walt disney movies it impacted women in independent film in georgia and it stopped and Mm. so i got dumped and she had to move on because she makes her money in, um um, you know as a producer so it sat uh me crying for a long time and then um this this is so strange i I was on the show and this guy saw me i was telling you you know as a recruiter do you want to be in the short film and that short film that i was in called the interviewers if you want to watch it He uh, won best comedy at a film festival and he got representation. That's the whole point of doing a short film, right? Is to try to get representation. So he got representation. They're on set of one of his films. There's a woman producer. She said, do you have any comedies? He said, I have five. He pitched them. She said, I do not like any of those. Do you know any women that have a comedy? He said, yes, he had just read my film. He pitched it. He pitched it beautifully. It's a female-centric comedy trying to bridge the gap between working women and stay-at-home moms. She said, "I want, I want to talk to this lady." So I sent her the script, and she said, "I think we should turn this into a sitcom. I think I can get eight seasons out of this sucker." Can you do that? I said, "Yes," because as I told Anna, I would have changed it into a tampon commercial. I just, I don't care? Just give me some money. So I turned it into that, and we started pitching. And then we realized because she this was she'd never been in television. She had sold over forty film projects, feature films. And we didn't realize that to be a showrunner is a writer uh, on a series. Um, they want they're they're writers. Showrunners are writers. They want to do their own shows. And so it's just really hard. I'm really an unknown to attach that. Mm-hmm. So just recently, I was like, her name's Autumn, and I was like, Autumn, can we change this back to a feature? She said yes, but you have to update it so i'm like oh so that's um imagine if that's the only thing i did i wouldn't do anything else i'm still trying to get this daggone film deal yeah but then sunday i was i was <laughs> I, i've been so lucky because i've been in a dozen films as an actress which i never signed up for and frankly i'm not good but i can memorize anything and i'm on time and i bring snacks so um i keep getting the cast in that so i was in a documentary which i'm really excited about that shot uh sunday called um it's all about women in film and how there aren't enough women in film. There are very, very few directors. And, uh, as the money goes up, like a movie short, there are about 18% women directing As it goes up from 1 million to 5 million. It it's half 9%. If it's over 5 million, it's less than 1% of women are directing those films. And the reason is I'm not, I'm not, I'm not picking on men (laughs) is because, um, men, uh, are at the top and it's not that they're sexist it's that our films aren't going to resonate with them because they're men it's not it's not personal Mm -hmm. it's you're you're going to do something that costs millions of dollars and you're a man you're probably more drawn to a male protagonist and so that's the problem in the industry is we need to get more women at the top top. or Mm -hmm. or just those college graduates reading the films or like screeners we need more women doing that because it's not I don't think it's necessarily sexism. It's just there's more men in the in the industry. Yeah.
0: yeah. Awesome. Well, we have time for one or two more questions. If you guys have anything else.
1: If anyone knows a film producer <laughs> 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 or a production company. Yes.
0: yes. All right. Awesome. Um, well, thank you so much. Thank, thank, thank you guys. everyone for coming. I appreciate <laughs> it. it- Great question. And so one more question before we wrap up. I always like to ask this question. Um, what's next for you?
1: Okay, a couple, hopefully a film, a female centric comedy that's gonna bridge the gap (laughs) between working women and stage moms. Um, but I um I did a podcast for a couple years, actually a television show, wasn't a podcast, but I've been invited to do another show by a media group in Atlanta that has 10 magazines. And they are understanding that digital format is, you know, really necessarily to grow their social media and different uh, ways to make revenue. So I'm really excited to bring um, some of their stories to life. And a lot of it is women and leadership and women that own companies. And so I'm send everybody send prayers and good vibes because I hope that we're on a uh, yeah. couple meetings in with them. And it, it's I think we're all equally excited.
0: I am excited for that. I can't wait till. It comes to, out to see it. Yeah.
1: And then, um, I'm really excited. I shared with Jennifer later. I got invited. Did I share this? I got invited to write the last chapter for a friend of a Simon and Schuster book. Exactly. It's called the success guidebook and it's a great book and it has 10 tips about success. And it's really about redefining success because all of us feel so unsuccessful all the time. But really, <laughs> if you look back, you're like, I did that. And every step is you're moving forward. And if you're moving forward, that's success. And so she has these 10 things and she has different people like Mitch Gaylord and Liz Brunner, who's a big uh, anchor woman up in Boston and all these great leaders. And she called me and she pitched me all these people. I'm like, I don't have anything in common with any of these, the UPS president, you know, uh, the Savannah bananas, uh, baseball team yeah. coach or something. And I said, uh, I, Elizabeth. Hamilton Guerrero was her name. I would love to do that. I don't have, what do you, I have nothing in common with these people. And she goes, you're funny. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I want you to read the book and wrap it up at the end and do the last chapter. So I'm really excited about that. And we're doing the final edits and then that will be released uh, this time next year. How exciting. Yes. I
0: love that. I love that for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Such wonderful tales. I'm going to go back and listen to this again, because I even want to take some notes. Did great stuff? one tip that was yes. helpful? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah, me too. Okay, good. Yes. So the podcast will be available in the next few weeks. Um, I'll make sure that, um, we'll, we'll send some information out about it when it's, when the episode is available. So James, you guess a... where I'm going to put it. Awesome. And me too. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you. And for the audience who's listening, thank you so much for joining us. And this has been the author's way.